Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Daily Madam podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about what it means when you feel stuck in your job, the effect that it can have on you, and ultimately what you should do about it. So I hope this video helps, and uh, if you find this helpful, please share it, give it a like, and stay tuned. So, as I've said before, we're going to be talking a little bit today about what you should do if you're feeling stuck in your job. So, for the majority of us, our lives are quite dependent on the careers that we have. Our job dictates the place we live, the money we make, the future we can build, and the opportunities and responsibilities that we can undertake. When our jobs are going well, we do well. We get up in the morning, we're mostly unfazed by the daily commute. Monday passes, Tuesday comes, and suddenly Friday is knocking. The weekend passes by and then suddenly it's Monday again. During this time, you could be quite comfortable and maybe you feel quite stable and you're generally satisfied with your job. But this leads to a stable and mostly joy-filled life, which is great. And one where we can feel a sense of belonging, sense of calling and a purpose, which actually every day sort of encourages us to step up to the responsibilities we have and to take up our daily lots, our daily responsibilities. But, and this is a big but, for many of us, this is not our reality. And in fact, actually, a lot of people can feel like their existence is really void of any meaning, purpose, or satisfaction. And when Monday comes, on that Sunday night, we're kind of filled with this inner dread, this gut-wrenching anxiety about the thought of having to face another week. And the only thing that actually gets us through that Monday is the promise of a Friday. We kind of arrive on Monday and go, oh yeah, looking forward to Friday though. And that's kind of the opportunity to welcome in the weekend, the time where we can actually live the life we want. And then for those of us that call this our reality, you, me, our friends and our family, life is just about surviving. It's just about surviving that perilous day-to-day suffering of doing a job that we hate. And we kind of live in this constant hope that one day we can actually be relieved of what we feel. And, and there's this kind of inner angst that we feel about not doing the job that's right for us. So just to put things into perspective then, so around 59% of people in the UK actually think about leaving their jobs. And with the COVID pandemic and everything that's happened, people are really starting to reevaluate where they are with their lives. Many people often blame things like poor management, feeling undervalued, maybe there's a lack of career growth opportunities. And not only that, but actually half of millennials, sort of my generation, would say that their job negatively impacts their mental health. And three in 10 people actually choose a job based on their pay. So it goes to show that actually everything to do with the type of pay that you have and and maybe how senior you are, it really is only a small portion of what makes a job a good job. So if you're one of them, let's chat today. And I'm going to, in the next segment, talk a little bit about my experience and where I've got to and and, and ultimately what I did to get out of a job that I hated. So, based on my experience then, during my university years, I can remember that feeling of feeling very filled of hope, uh, excitement, and often thinking about what I might do upon graduation. It was sort of these big dreams of working for these big aerospace companies like Boeing and Airbus, flying around the world in pursuit of some sort of contribution to some advancement of technology and advancing mankind. 
And not only that, but actually through my university degree, I was really passionate about pursuing anything related to unmanned aerial systems, and in particular for humanitarian relief. And if you don't know what an unmanned aerial system is, just think about a drone, a big drone, something that can fly in the sky remotely and, and do some really cool stuff, basically. And actually, this was something that I was really passionate about, something that I really wanted to pursue. I was keen on saving lives and doing something that mattered and ultimately doing something that I thought would actually change someone's life. So you see, as young graduates, and maybe even if you're not a graduate, maybe you recently transitioned into industry, you're often untouched by the realities of the world that you're in. And that might be the reality of the world you're in in terms of an industry um, or just your particular job area. And to some extent, we're actually ignorant of the challenges that we'll face to make our dreams and our desires for the future become a reality. We seem to think that sometimes we're entitled. We seem to think it's very straightforward, that it's just a linear path to get to your goal. And so back in 2019, I actually graduated with an aerospace engineering degree. And then fast forward to November of that year, I was then accepting my first job offer. And I was accepting it based on what I thought would be some amazing projects I'd get involved with. Uh, and I believe that this was a job I always wanted. I had really big hopes and expectations and entered into this new phase of life that I had as a graduate with a lot of apprehension, but also eager expectation. Um, a few days prior to actually starting my job, I, I said farewell to my friends and my family. Um, I moved from down north uh, of the UK all the way down south and then um, had that sort of four hours gap between where I was. And so this actually felt quite far for me compared to what I was previously. It was only an hour from home. Um, but for me, that was worth it. I was stepping into my new career and going into aerospace. And I thought, well, actually, what could go wrong? I mean, this is this is what I've got to do. And so I remember on my first day arriving to the office, met my new boss, my team, who were a great bunch of people. And I had that much loved orientation and settling in, going through the many presentations and death by PowerPoint. And then fast forward to Wednesday, it was time to get assigned to my first project. My hope were high. My imagination was rife with the possibilities of things I could get involved with. But here's the thing. Fast forward 18 months later, the opportunities I believed that would be available and that I'd get involved with never actually became a reality. Week after week, month after month, it seemed that the disappointment that I was going through would actually never end. The hope that I had, the very thing that I sought comfort from, actually began to fade. And I was left feeling really hopeless. And it felt like the start of my career had gone from one that was filled with a lot of excitement and anticipation to one of feeling quite dejected. The days where I imagined designing and developing drones for humanitarian relief and for really cool applications, solving real challenging problems, had never actually become a reality for me. Instead, the actual reality of my job was copying and pasting documents into databases all day and every day and doing Google information gathering exercises for people and being people's secretary, essentially. And at this point, I was starting to think that my aerospace degree was pointless. I thought that which was meant to sort of set my career flying high had now actually taken quite a nasty crash landing. It kind of left me a bit injured and gasping for some relief, if you like. And so for many of you, this will also be your reality. You might look at your life and your career and your lack of hope for the future and wonder to yourself, where did it all go wrong? And so what followed me after starting my first graduate job was ultimately 18 months of misery. I remember logging on for work every day, counting down the hours until five o'clock. And as soon as that clock hit five, I immediately pressed log off and sought escape from my reality. And I do that by either watching lots of films or playing video games or trying to get out and eating good food and, and anything that I could do to forget what I was actually going through. And I would kind of 
seek comfort in my friends and my family and they would comfort me but that comfort would often short-lived when i knew that monday was beckoning so if you're in this situation the first thing that's really important for you to do is to acknowledge it you need to start the process of getting your life back on track so in this piece of content i'm going to outline some three steps that you need to take to get your career to go from one that seems hopeless to one that's hope filled so let's get started So to start with, we need to make sure that we acknowledge our situation. When you're in this position of of being in a job that you hate, it's really important for you to acknowledge exactly where you're at right now. You need to acknowledge the fact you're unhappy, and you also need to acknowledge the fact that unless you take action personally, nothing is going to change. So the best way to do that is to crack out the journal, write down a commitment that today onwards that you're going to do everything in your power to change your situation. There's no point in this carrying on. You are human being with plans and a purpose and it's important that you do not waste that time when we acknowledge a situation in our minds you often come to an inflection point and it leads us to sort of realize that we're no longer going to remain hopeless we need to instead pursue our dreams and the things you want to accomplish actively and so part of this is to make a plan i do this by often creating a bit of a gap analysis i know what my goal is i know that i want to leave but i also know the type of job that i want so i then look at the job I want and also where I'm at now. So I write the goal out, I write where I am currently in terms of my background and the skills I have and where I want to be. Now then I'll kind of form a little bit of a plan, I'll go well I need these skills so I need to then go and do XYZ, I need to go and learn this course, I need to watch these videos, I need to read this book, I need to network with somebody in this field. So the way you can do this is by doing common courses, you can go onto Coursera, Udemy, Skillshare, do some MIT open courseware classes, Just please make sure that wherever you get your knowledge from, you get it from qualified people, people that actually know what they're talking about. Often at times I've gone ahead and got knowledge from people and I've realized that the knowledge I got was quite surfaced and it was inherently flawed because they'd had bad habits and I'd learned their bad habits. So make a plan, but now it's time to execute. This one's really simple. There's really no easy way around it. You need to watch the lectures, you need to take the notes and you need to do the exercises. And you need to be consistent. There's no easy way around this one. So one thing I'd recommend you do to sort of give yourself a little bit of a boost is as you're learning things, put them on your CV. Lots of people just refuse to put down anything they're learning at the moment because they think, well, I've not got some official qualification over it, so what can I possibly put down? It's completely wrong. Go ahead and create on your CV a section called what I'm currently learning. List out your current interests, your learning areas, and ultimately your career ambitions. Make it clear to a potential hiring manager that you are an active learner, you are proactive, you seek to get the knowledge and the information you need where you lack, and you're, you're just someone that has got a drive and a thirst for learning. That all goes down well. Now, as we're going along with all this, you might get disheartened. And I know I did, particularly when I was trying to transition out of my first job. Whenever you wrote down your acknowledgement of your situation, you wrote it down in your journal, you need to go back over that and remember why you are doing what you are doing. If you have always done what you've always got, you always get what you've always gotten. Sorry, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Let me try again. If you've always done what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. So if you want something different, you've got to do things differently. So remember your why. Go back over it. And keep in mind your plan that you made. 
you need to understand, again, what the point of all this is. The point is that you're pursuing a life that brings you some value, some meaning, but also makes you feel like you are accomplishing something. You're pursuing your goals and you're writing down how you're feeling about it and your, your, your progress, you're documenting it. So that's number four, remember your why. And finally, once you're done, you're gonna be able to leave. I'm not gonna really cover much about this one because actually it's as simple as handing in your resignation or your cover letter of your resignation and your, your notice period. So one thing I would say to you with this is do not burn your bridges. Respect everybody that you're working with, even if you've maybe not gone so well with them and leave on good terms. My previous team were really happy for me. They were nothing but supportive and people generally understand why you're leaving and, and, and what you're doing. So please, if this has been helpful, let me know. Share it, distribute it to that friend that's struggling at the moment. And if you need any more information on this, please go to the blog post that I've attached to the podcast and read it um, and get any more advice that you need. I've also got a video about this where I go into a bit more detail, but I generally try and keep the podcast a bit shorter. If you found this helpful, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and uh, stay tuned for more content like this. But for now, have a great rest of the day and uh, have a great week. See you next time.